Let's foray into Nevada's wild spaces. This is a half an hour adventure with the Nevada Department of Wildlife. This is Nevada Wild. Here on this Welcome to Nevada Wild, brought to you by the Nevada Department of Wildlife. I'm Ashley Sanchez, joined by co-host Aaron Keller. And today, we are lucky enough to be graced by the one, the only waterfowl staff specialist, Russell Wollstenhume. Russell, welcome. Thank you. It's always a pleasure to be here. It's always great to have you, and we thought it was perfect timing. We did a Chucker podcast since the um, Chucker opening and other Upland game seasons are coming up, and our waterfowl season for um, Northwest and Southern are opening October 14th, and then Northeastern's underway, the hunt there. So we thought it was a good time to have you on and talk about conditions for hunters. Yeah, you know, it's it's looking like um, it's going to be a fantastic year for waterfowl. Um, the the overall continental population of ducks went down slightly, but there was a lot of production despite the previous years caused it to go down. The current year, there was a lot of production across the prairie pothole region, which means a lot of young ducks, which means a lot of ducks that haven't seen you know decoy spreads before. They're easier to call in and easier to hunt. So, and our conditions in Nevada are are stellar that's good to hear it's a little bit uh I don't know we were saying some of the past years have not been as you know harder to talk about where now it's like everything we've talked about is just looking good yeah so we had a few years of drought and then when we started getting water (laughs) back you know some of the some of the places because they had been dry for so long and the way the water deliveries went last year even where there was water there wasn't great feed. Mm-hmm. So what we're looking at this year, because there was a lot of residual water from the wet winter and then lots and lots of water flows, especially in the Lahontan Valley, and everything has water, probably too much water. <laughs> and, 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 you know, um, let's just go ahead and jump into it if that's all right. With, so go we'll, for we'll it. start with still water. Still water has been receiving water all summer. The most recent report I got from Stillwater Refuge is that um, some of the units have almost too much water. They're a little bit on the deep side. Um, that's that's not great for dabbling ducks, which you know Nevada has a lot of species like mallard. Um, that's our most common species, and they don't want it to be too deep because it's too hard to feed off the bottom. So um, the refuge is trying to move some of that water out. Uh, they're moving water out at the north end, out of the, out of the the big unit and spilling water into the Carson sink. So what that means is there's a lot of water. If we're sitting in in this time of year and we're still spilling water <laughs> into the sink, there's a lot of water still flowing. Lahontan Reservoir that feeds still water and feeds Carson Lake, um, as of yesterday, is uh, right around 85% full at the, oh, en- wow. at the end of the season. Yeah, so, you know, so that has implications long-reaching, too. That means that next year, which the the predictions for this winter are that that's going to be another wet winter. And with with Lahontan Reservoir near capacity, um, and they're through taking water pretty much in Fallon, 
So that means more water. That means more big releases next year, which means um, still water is going to remain full of water. And Carson Lake, which currently is flooded, um, big flood conditions there. Um, they they had the addition of the big berm built on the north side of the of the management area this year and and filled it up and it's more full than it was for those hunters that were out there in 1718 and remembered the flood that year there's more water now than there was that year out there wow so um it, you know it's that's that's a downside as well a lot of deep water there on that on that side of things but there's lots of water lots of places to go the the hard part with Carson Lake is getting out there and really finding um access to it so the department has been doing um, everything they can to improve that access, working with TCID to get some equipment out there and move some dirt to provide access to as many places as possible so we can get as many people out hunting Carson Lake as we can. So um, I'm really running through a lot of information here. Hey, <laughs> I'm here. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking it does make it difficult for waterfall hunters to <clears throat> Right, right. So, you know, and that's what Carson Lake has a lot of open water, but there's also so some things going on there and and um, you know, so really let's start off talking about access points on on Carson Lake. So, you know, you can come in by the clubhouse still and go down the cabin drain. There's going to be parking down there. You can't go very far. You can't get out to the towers. But there's going to be some there's a parking area on the cabin drain south of the clubhouse and there and they, there's a a boat ramp they put in that people can put boats out. Um, from the cabin drain, you can go west towards the, the triangle and go through the corrals off of the triangle there and get over to the square out, which has water in it. A lot of been seeing a lot of ducks in the square out. That's shallower water. Um, up on the north side of the management area, the, the corrals off of pasture, um, north of the rice unit there, you can, you can, parking there there's walking access there it's a lot of a lot of open water there um, but you can take uh, boats you can carry up over the big berm and and launch from that side layout boats and kayaks canoes you can get in there um, on that side off of Schaefer Lane the gate that's there um, that comes in along the the rice drain um, will provide access to the rice unit and the York unit. Right, uh, last time I was out there, the York was dry, but the plan has been to put water in there, and there should be water, should be water going into that unit now. So that'll be, that'll be shallow water, which should draw a lot of birds into there. Um, again, uh, limited cover, but you know, some blinds, some layout boats, that sort of of stuff. You should be able to set up pretty well there. Um, coming in off the east end, you can go down the pit road and get into the east end um, and get up and down that, that east side of, of the management area. Um, you can't go real far, you know. The, the biggest concern of all of this is just everyone needs to be aware that a lot of those roads are unimproved. Yeah. And so when it gets wet, it's going get, gonna to get sticky. Yeah, you know, so just, you know, use your best judgment and if it's if it's been if we've been getting some some moisture just, you know, 
use caution on where you're driving. I mean, you can still get into areas. A lot of them are graveled and you can get around. But and the other thing with the big berm up on the north end, especially coming down the cabin drain, it's it's pretty limited width. And so hunters are going to have to like be really aware of when guys are coming the other direction and, and you know. Yeah, if like one lane, so everybody's gonna have to like you know just be patient and and if you see somebody halfway down, just wait till till they clear bef before you start going the other direction. Yeah, I think anybody that's not familiar with Carson Lake, you're basically explaining like the big lake in the middle, and you're having access points all around it to try to get to where they are. Right, right, and that's basically what we're looking at. There's just gonna be a lot of of small access points all around it instead of the usual places where you can drive in and and park by the towers and. Yeah, the Right, is all that's all underwater. Right. <laughs> yeah, we got some, some photos of, of airboats outside of the towers and things like that, which really puts it into perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, though, the water is good, but a little yeah. abundant. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah <laughs> it's it's a little abundant, and so so that you know, it's, it does a couple of things. One is because it's so abundant, everything has water. Every unit at Stillwater has water. Everything at Carson Lake has water, so birds are going to be really, really spread out. The plus side of all this water is that it's been there all summer, so especially at still water, you know, where there's a lot of a lot of sago pondweed and, and a lot of other good food sources, the, the, it's going to hold birds really well. Mm -hmm. um, with our, our swans coming in, as long as there's no freeze up, the swans <coughs> are going to just hang there for a long, long time. There's lots of ducks out there because there's lots of feed, and they're not going to be moving very fast through the system. It's just they're going to be spread out, and you're really going to have to, like, you know, do some scouting and do some legwork to figure out, you know, where's the best place to set up because there's going to be so many places to hunt. Right, but that much feed will hold birds. Yeah, yeah. So if you're looking for big ducks, you know, you're, like you said, you're going to have to scout and then watch them go down and then try to figure out how to get in there. Right. Because once they're on, on the water, yeah. So you're going to have to watch them go. But lots of feed, which is good. Lots and lots of feed. So we're going to hold birds here really well this winter, which is, that that's always a plus, especially, you know, long-term for the season. Throughout the entire season, we're going to hold a lot of birds here, and it should be a great season. Yeah, it sounds like, I mean, especially for someone more experienced at hunting, that it would make for a really fun hunting season. You have to work a little harder, but then there's also a lot of ducks. Right. Right, and like I said, you know, with the with the swans too, we should hold a lot of swans here this this winter because there's a lot of feed. They're not gonna, you know, sometimes they they get here and there's not enough feed. They just hurry on their way to, to mm -hmm. get over the the hill into Sacramento Valley. But they'll be hanging out. Yeah, they should hang out. That's so. good. Nice. Well, so would you say if you're new to hunting, this year would be a good year? to get out there since we do have so much water if, in birds if, if you're new if you're not new it's it's gonna be a great year for everybody it's a good year <laughs> yeah. all around it's, it's a good year to be a waterfowl hunter head yeah. to oh what were you gonna say i was gonna say it does feel like it's gonna be a cooler fall so that's probably gonna be better early in the season as well right and you won't have to swap mosquitoes as much as <laughs> right 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 some of our some of our hunts you know Coming a little early, especially in the the northwest zone. Um, our youth hunt is coming up on oh, yeah. s on September thirtieth. You know that's a lot of times 
kind of a warm one, a lot of mosquitoes to swat at, but but hopefully, you know, there's there's some cool fronts coming through and hopefully it's cool enough that day to kinda kinda reduce the mosquitoes and, and make the birds fly a little better and Yeah. It's looking positive. Yeah. <laughs> so well we'll take a quick break right there. You are listening to Nevada Wild. If you enjoy listening to our podcast, leave us a review on iTunes and SoundCloud. For more information on hunting, fishing, boating, and all things wildlife, go to endow.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Nevada Wild. Today we are talking with waterfowl staff specialist Russell Wollstenhume, and we're talking about the great waterfowl season we're about to have. Um, and before the break, Russell, you were telling us about giving us the scoop on some of our waters. Do you want to just pick up where we left off and um, maybe start with Mason Valley? Yeah, we can talk about some of the other places around the state. So Mason Valley, um, high water year there too. They had a lot of flooding. A lot of roads were washed out for a lot of the summer and underwater. Um, pretty much everything there has water in it. So uh, again, lots and lots of places to hunt. Um some of it's a little high. Some of it should be really good, you know. Um, more cover out out in Mason Valley than you might find at like Carson Lake and a lot of the, a lot of the units. But you know, it's looking really good there. It should be great hunting there. Um, moving across to the eastern, the northeast zone over there. Um, that that hunt's going on already. But um, Ruby Lake has got lots of water. Franklin Lake has water in it this year. So you know, lots of good conditions there. Um, they didn't have any flooding there, so everything's just really good. You know, lo- lots, lots <laughs> of water, there. Yeah. Lots, lots of good habitat. <laughs> um, you know, um, all of our management areas on the eastern side of the state, um, I'm talking Overton and Kirch, Key Pittman, um, Steptoe Valley. Um, one benefit there for hunters is, is those those places, the crews there have been engaged in waterfowl banding, so there's lot more bands over there than in the past for those those guys they're looking for those opportunities they're all in good condition you know everybody has good water no flooding over there so just good water good conditions things are things are looking really good around the state as far as waterfowl hunting pretty much everywhere i can't good right right great conditions so you know those hunts the those hunts are coming up as you mentioned um october 14th mm-hmm. for the openers for the for both the southern zone and the northwest zone so you know everybody's getting excited the youth hunt um september 30th september 30th my kids my kids are you know looking forward to that i, I try to get them out every year so if someone was going to head towards You can walk into that. Um, it's it, it's um, Ruby Lake in particular. I've hunted that many times. Just just walking out onto it, you can use a boat. There there is boat access. I mean, get you know get out some of the more remote places. But I, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there's walking access to both of those. You can get in, out anywhere and hunt. You know, um, 
Franklin Lake sometimes can be a, a bit of a jaunt, although the water's fairly high, so it's not as far as it has been some years in the past. So it's it's helpful to have, if you don't want to carry all your gear, it's helpful to have a sled to get out, get yeah. your gear out on, on Franklin. But, but for the, but yeah, great access there. And then you said you're taking your kids out for the youth hunt. Yeah, absolutely. They they like to go out. We like to get out and do a little bit of pre-scouting beforehand. That's always beneficial with waterfowl to do some scouting and find out, you know, where some good places to set up where you see ducks coming in and get get the kids out there in the blind. They think it's great fun. So, so. does that give you two weekends out in the field then? Do you go scouting beforehand? Yeah, during the week a little bit, we'll we'll go out um, and you know and scout some areas and and then I've already you know that everybody you can attest to this you've already been looking, right? Yeah, you know? everyone's <laughs> you, looking you, already. You start you start getting into this time of year and every time you pass water you start eyeballing and go, is there duck? Do I see ducks? Well, out I was there? just <laughs> trying to give you another excuse to yeah. get out of the house <laughs> with the kids. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. It's it's been really interesting because you know backing up a couple years ago and three years ago. I can't tell you by this time of year how many calls I had taken from people when really low water year when people are calling me going, hey, I saw a pond, little pond here. Is that huntable? Or, you know, what about this river? Can we hunt there? What about what about that pond? Can we hunt up? <laughs> I, mean, I take so, I haven't had a single call they this don't year about, about <laughs> where's, where's huntable water. It's like, they don't need to know about the yeah, little tiny pond. Nobody's <laughs> asking me. Nobody's asking me about the, the, the out of the way places this year. That's good to hear that that it's like that this year and before the break I said it sounds like a great year for an experienced hunter then I said what about a new hunter and you're like it's good for everyone everywhere and, yeah no, it's, it, it's you know it's exciting you start getting this time of year and you start getting excited about it so yeah you know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of social media posts from hunters you know talking about you know getting ready to go and the, getting excited that it's about to start and it's just yeah it's just you know it's that time of year. Yeah, it's feel year, in the air. Big water years always feel like there's new spots that pop up. So new places that have water or spots where, you know, water kind of sneaks out. Right, right. And birds find that, and it's not normal for them to be there or for people to look there. Right. So, I, I'm, you know, I mentioned earlier there's water in the square out at Carson Lake. It's rare you can hunt the square out at <laughs> Carson Lake. There's rarely water over there, and and this year, it's there. Yeah, you know it's, it goes it goes all the way out to the highway. You know. Yep, and even little spots in the desert will pop up. You know where the river has, you know, snuck out or the creek is overflown and. Yeah. So. You know, I I lived for a few years over in, in Elko waterfowl hunted on the northeast over there and a lot of it over there that i did was was jump shooting on on creeks and ponds you know and and i loved it it was it was a lot of fun you know a different type of hunting than sitting in a blind you know and putting out a spread just knowing where these out of the way places are that you can go out and and jump birds you know so many opportunities yeah all across the state um, is there any other information that waterfowl hunters should have or that you'd want to give them before they head out? Any other fun tips? Um, uh, well, you know, uh, my first thought on that is just to remind hunters, you know, they've, that obviously you have to have your license. You have to have your, if you're over 16 years, 16 or older, you have to have the federal waterfowl stamp. But just remind hunters to get a, to get their 
hip registration done. You've got to have that hip number Good information. on your license to be out there. It's something that sometimes gets kind of overlooked. Um, it's on our on our licensing page, Nevada Licensing. Um, you need to you need to go into the survey page when you log on. It's not in licenses. It's it's under the survey page and go make sure you do your hip registration. And yeah. it's a quick survey. Gets you just a couple minutes. Yeah, and, and yeah, it's kind of a misnomer because it's not. That's not the survey. That's just a registration. They ask questions, mm -hmm. and then from from that registration, they will <coughs> send people, selected people, an actual survey to complete or or wing envelopes to send in wings. Yep, and I've been selected on those a couple times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then so, um, ah, what was I just gonna say about that? I don't know. That's all they need. Well, go to endowlicensing.com, get your license if you don't have it, and your register for your HIP number. And, and, then, and then in the beginning, I just want to circle back. In the beginning, you said that as far as the flyway goes, you've seen a little bit of an increase in duck production, right? Yep. So, so the, the overall continental population was down slightly, okay. but production was up, okay. and that's because of the, the, the wet year. Um, especially out on the the U.S. portion of the of the prairie pothole region, that's where a lot of our ducks are are produced. So production was up. So that means two things. Like I said, one, a lot of young birds flying into your spread, but that should drive the continental population back up for next year. Right. Because the the count is the count of breeding birds. So last year production was down, so breeding bird numbers were down for this year. But next year it should be going back up. But but the production was up. And that means this year lots of young birds. And does that include geese as well? Um, geese that was that's a mixed bag. Um, a, a lot of those populations went down this year because of the continental um, high path avian influenza oh, outbreak that's going on. That geese are a lot more susceptible. So a lot of goose numbers were down. Um, but mostly snow geese, which, you know, uh, we're kind of a peripheral state for snow geese. Canada geese populations are, are as high as ever. Yeah, I was so. going to say, I've seen more young. Yeah, yeah. No, we, and, and a lot of those that we hunt are locally produced. I mean, we, we get migrants coming through, but we get a lot of locals too. So, yeah, no, for, for those people going out to hunt Canada goose, it should be a good year for them as well. And then, so, you said that you haven't had hunters calling saying, could I hunt this small pond or whatnot? Have you had any questions? Is there any frequently asked questions you've had from hunters this year? It's been a really quiet year. <laughs> I, I haven't yeah. even really taken a lot of calls on access, you know, but I think everyone's just assuming that it's going to be the, the normal access. But like I said, the normal access isn't really there this year. Yeah, so, so, so that's important Yeah, to so get that's out. important. Out at, out at Stillwater, access is the same as always. They didn't have flooding. They've got a lot of water in their units, but, but no flooding. They just did some work to um, out there on some of the roads. So so conditions conditions should be really good for, for driving around. Again, things can get mucky if it gets wet, but, you know, little. Right, right. Little little common sense, and, you, and, and everybody's good. So, yeah, and so I don't know. I'm just. What is your favorite thing about waterfowl hunting? So, you know, I had this question. I did a, a podcast 
outside of the department a couple of years ago with with a a nationally known um, podcaster that was really fun, and and we talked a lot about that. For me, it, it's a it's a weird thing, but I'm I got into this field because I'm a nature lover first and foremost, and to me the best thing about a duck hunt is to be sitting there watching the sun come up over the marsh. It's just spectacular you know i mean it's just it's so beautiful and so amazing and it's just it's, it's a great place to be that time of day oh i can see that so. good answer yeah no it's been fun in another podcast we did with fisheries we asked them what is their favorite thing about fall fishing and everyone is just so into the beauty of yeah, well whether it's the fish or the you landscapes know, i mean that's sort of what draws you in it's you know mm-hmm. i mean the a big part a big part of hunting is the experience it's not it's not just about you know bagging animals it's about the the experience are you getting emotional so <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could be oh <laughs> he made russell cry <laughs> his passion for waterfowl it's, you know it's it's a cool thing to be out and and to see all that and experience what what nevada has to offer as far as you know our environment and our wildlife and all of it you know it's like i can there's a there's a, a book called a Sand County Almanac by the father of wildlife management, Aldo Leopold. And he talks a lot in there about, you know, he talks about woodcock hunting. And he said, I, nobody loves to hunt woodcock more than I, but um, the experience of going out and seeing the woodcock doing their thing out in nature is more important to me than than having a woodcock on a slice of toast. Aww. I'm kind of paraphrasing it a little bit there. But, but you know, and it's, and it's the truth. It's It's more about the experience than anything else. Well, if that doesn't make you want to get out waterfowl hunting, I don't know what will. So that was really nice to hear that from you, Russell. And that really wraps it up, unless there's any final words of wisdom. But those were some good final words. Nope, just everyone have a great season and enjoy. Yep. Well, get out there, everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Russell, for being here. That does it for this week's Nevada Wild. Join us again next week for our next adventure, Nevada Wild. It's a production of the Nevada Department of Wildlife.